0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callis. It is episode 327, coming to you on January the 6th, 2023. Three years ago today, something happened. Some would say it changed the country forever. I would just say is it only put us further down the slide to tyranny. And since it is January the 6th, I feel that it is absolutely incumbent upon me to put forth a moment of silence in support of and in out of respect for those political prisoners that are staying locked up still to this day without most of them being charged with anything. Most of them in solitary comp- confinement and most of them can't even see a lawyer. I would like to know where the ACLU is on this because this would seem to be one of their primary concerns. But far be it for me to doubt those folks at the ACLU. In the opening moments of this show, we're going to go ahead and pause for 30 seconds. All right. The pause is complete. That seems extremely long when you go radio silent. Okay. um, The title of tonight's episode is The Problem with Yankees. Now, I hinted at this. This is based or prompted by some of Brian McClanahan's episodes earlier this week. And for those of you that aren't following and checking out Brian McClanahan, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, Very easy to find on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, And it's Brian with an O. It's B-R-I-O-N and then McClanahan. Uh, He, along with Chris Ann Hall and the great Tom Woods, are my three go-to experts in both history, political science, and quite frankly, government. So I I want you to get an education and I would highly recommend you go there for that. And if you doubt me, (laughs) you haven't been listening to me because I will tell you a lot of uh, what I know comes from those three folks and a couple other things. So, All right, the problem with Yankees. The easiest way to explain everything is when you use the term Yankee, the modern term Karen is interchangeable with it in many ways. The idea being that a Yankee thinks that they know what's best for you, and they think that the way that they live or the way that they believe they're living should be done by everybody else. And it's for your own good, and we're going to make you do that. So there are Yankee Yankees, there's Southern Yankees, there's Midwestern Yankees, there's Historical Yankees, and there's the now Yankees, uh, referred to from time to time as Karens. I have uh, joked and laughed for the last year that Karen is not going to be put in my vocabulary. It's going to be Yankee. So the idea was... Setting aside the ugly specter of slavery, which, honestly, both sides of the equation in the Civil War had slaves. Both were actually pro-slavery in many ways. It was only after it became apparent to Abe Lincoln that he needed something extra, that he decided to throw slavery into the equation. The War of Southern Secession or succession, <laughs> the war between the states, uh, the war of northern aggression. We've learned all these different terms over the years, and there's really not a good answer. It was a sectional war. Uh, the South wanted to be able to control what they did amongst themselves. And yes, one of those things was is they wanted to continue on with their particular institution, the peculiar institution of slavery nobody in the 20th century or the 21st century defends that, thinks it was a good idea, or quite frankly, wants to even defend the South. And I'm not looking to defend the South per se. What I'm trying to show you is the problem with the Yankees. The problem with the Yankees are they wouldn't let those people go off on their own and do their own thing. The problem with the Yankees are that they felt that they knew what was best for everybody and they enforced it by the point of a bayonet and the Yankees still do it today we're all over the world imposing quote-unquote our values at the point of a bayonet although most often it is a you know m16 or an m4 or perhaps a, some missiles it doesn't make it right it doesn't make it acceptable it doesn't it doesn't change anything just consider if you will Any state, any state in the union that wants to do something different is immediately pounded on, cajoled, forced to do what the folks in D.C. want them to do. And honestly, almost everybody in D.C. is a Yankee by definition because they think they know what's best and they are going to tell you how to live. They're going to try and direct your life for you. Now, in the old days, a good number of people would have bristled under that. Even if they agreed with whatever the issue was, they didn't want to be told to do it. They didn't want to be forced to do that. But apparently now, the American people, if you will, the citizens of these United States have become so docile, so unquestioning, that they just follow directives when uttered from on high. If you doubt me, you haven't been paying attention for the last three years. That should have been a giant wake-up call. It should have told us at that time that the Yankees were winning. Not only did the Yankees win the war between the states, and then they subjugated the southern states under a military dictatorship, Coerced them to agree to a number of constitutional amendments and then manipulated and propped up foreign governments within those states when they nominally allowed them to to go independent again. It should not also be forgotten that there was a real concern and a real problem with carpetbaggers, that is Yankees that came down south to set up shop and run those states And they had zero interest in what was there. They wanted to, quote, change things for the better, because they knew better than the people that were already there. Now, again, I feel the need to say this yet once again. In no way, shape, or form should this be perceived or seen as any kind of defense of that particular institution known as slavery. That was one of any number of issues, and it may have been in some people's eyes, the issue or the most important issue, but the fact remains both sides really didn't have an issue with that. It was only when it became politically expedient and convenient that it became an issue between the states. It was about forcing other people to do what the Yankees wanted them to do. Now, that never ended. Progressives are Yankees. Whether they're progressives with an R after their name or a D after their name, they all believe the same thing, that they know what's best for you and they're going to make you do it. We see this all the time everywhere. And we wonder, how did we get to this place? how How is it that we've drifted into once free society into the nanny state? Well, it was by design. the The Yankees wanted it that way. If you've ever seen the movie V for Vendetta, at one point, Adam Sutcliffe utters the phrase, we need to be everywhere and remind those people why they need us. Have we seen anything similar to this in the last three to five years? Have we, I don't know, observed anything that might give us the idea that government needs to convince us that we need them? Whether it's the federal government or Austin, two peas, same pod, uh, one circus, smaller circus. There's any number of ways you can look at it. And when it comes down to it, the only way that we can mount any kind of defense against that is to just say no, to call them out when they get it wrong, to remind them that while they may be government, they are not our fathers, our mothers. They are not the people that control us and tell us how to live our day-to-day lives. Unfortunately, due to government education, there are at least two generations of people that believe that is the case, that believe that it is true that because a government official told me something, I'm supposed to do it. I'm not supposed to question anything. Let me ask you, these same people 30 and 50 years ago were celebrating people that stood against the oligarchy, that questioned the narrative. They would routinely celebrate people from the Middle Ages or Enlightenment or the Renaissance that stood up against the prevailing wisdom and said, well, no, actually, um, science doesn't work that way. It works this way. Uh, Well, actually, the solar system is different than the way you've explained it, and you don't really need a bunch of epicycles. It's this. They, 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 Took new understanding because they questioned what they were told. They determined that perhaps this understanding isn't accurate. Now, some of them pursued this on their Christian faith and they believed that, well, if God created it, this has got to have some semblance of order. And then some did it for other reasons, but it doesn't change the fact that they disregarded that which they assumed to be the case because somebody else told them so and actually questioned it and went on their own to look into what really might be going on. So it's a curious thing when you question any of the today's narratives that you're shut down, that you're ostracized. You're not allowed to comment. You're not allowed to question it. You hear things like, trust the science. Trust the experts. We know what's best for you. Well, excuse me. I don't believe that. I've never believed it. And if you did believe it, I'm asking you, please reconsider in spite of what you knee jerk reaction might be. Examine the evidence before us. If for no other reason than because the last Three to five years have told us an entirely different story than what you might have learned in school. And it is no coincidence either that progressives took over all the institutions. Higher learning, lower learning, even the seminaries. They have destroyed every institution they've latched onto They are a parasite that will not quit, and yet we, the people, go between being completely helpless or crazy angry without any focus or any means to correct the problem. And I'm here to tell you, neither one is going to work for us. The whole piety movement within the churches basically taught people that, well, the church... And Christians shouldn't get their hands dirty. They should stay above politics and they shouldn't be involved in these things. And what did that get us? Just more dirty politicians. Just more dirt, period. Just things didn't get better. Now, I've said many, many times, I don't subscribe to a theology that would seek to emplace a theocracy. But the old term still holds true who you going to serve. And whether or not you're a Christian, that shouldn't even factor into that. It's, are you going to serve government? Are you going to serve yourself or your understanding of yourself? And if you're serving yourself and you believe in God, well, that's going to determine how you see yourself, but the two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Then there's the whole idea that Yankees believe in the greater good the community as a whole. Now, there's something to be said for you shouldn't do things that cause harm to your neighbor. But on the flip side, your neighbor shouldn't be able to come in to your house and tell you how you should live. But that's exactly how Yankees see it. Now, how are we going to overcome that? Well, some believe in direct action. I'm going to tell you that's not going to end well. Some believe that political action can solve this. And I'm here to tell you, I have my doubts. I'm adults. Some believe that we can create parallel institutions and a separate existence, call an amalgam of the Benedict option and retreatism. Okay, yeah, I, I see that. I think it's functional. Uh, the Bible teaches the idea that we as Christians should be in the world but not of it. In other words, we have to accept where we're at in the world we exist in, but just because we're there doesn't mean we should emulate them. So there's a lot of, at least the last two, they can work together. They're not going to end in disaster per se, but alas, there's a good number of people that are just afraid to try it. They're afraid to step out and do that. And I don't really know why that is. It seems to me that the easiest way to love your enemy is to not confront them to not have constant uh, battles going on, to leave your enemy do his own thing while you do your own thing, right? And I've talked about this before, the idea that we don't hold pagans to the same standard that we would hold other Christian brothers and sisters. I have friends that are pagans. And just so we're clear, I'm talking about pagan as a term that is a non-Christian. So that could be any and all other faiths or no faith. There's no reason to hate on them. There's no reason to treat them poorly. They don't agree with us. They don't see things the same way we are, but it doesn't mean that there doesn't need to be any fellowship or there can't in any interaction. This is where the idea of Christian tolerance comes in, right? Christians have always taught the idea that we should tolerate those that are different than us. We shouldn't seek to impose our faith or beliefs upon them. That doesn't mean we always did a good job of applying that or living by that. But that that was the idea. But in our absence of leading by example, we've allowed others to usurp that. And others are now not having that same restraint. They have no problem enforcing something upon you. They're behaving, in fact, just like Yankees. When we look at the alphabet people, and for those of you that are wondering, yes, there's usually begins with L, B, G, Q, T, Y, Z, um, but they always leave off P. And while we're at it, I mean, there's a number of different options for P and none of them are all that good. That being said, tolerance has its limits. And we didn't have any. But in turn, we've surrendered the institutions that we had. The institutions of higher learning, the institutions of seminary, of education, hospitals, even the churches. Why did we do that? Oh, that's right, because we didn't want to offend anybody. We wanted to be nice guys. We surrendered without a battle. And now some of those people believe, well, we can surrender because God's going to win in the end. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but we were also called to occupy. If you're a Christian, that's what we believe If you're not, okay, no harm, no foul. This still doesn't, you know, exclude you from this conversation because we all believe in the tenant that we don't get to control other people's lives for them. That's the mindset of a Yankee. And that is the problem that Yankees have. I don't think I'm going to say any more on that. I think I've covered it quite well. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a couple of announcements of upcoming things and talk a little bit about a few other items. Okay. So I am a member of the leadership team of the Cowan County Patriots. We folded in the constitutional Texans into them and we have a unified group. And I am proud to announce that, uh, Next week, Tuesday, January the 10th, which is actually coincidentally the day after the executive committee meeting for the Republican Party of Collin County, we're going to have none other than Rafael Cruz, that would be the father of our U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, come and talk to us and give us a little insight, a little bit of prayer meeting, just what he believes and what he sees in the future for Texas and the united states that's january 10th and it's going to be in the pantry which is downtown mckinney all right after that you all know how i feel about Texas. we have got daniel miller coming that's right february the 14th the determined run let me rephrase this the venue has not yet been verified we have two different options, and we haven't closed on either one of them just yet. We're waiting to see what the mm, excitement level is on this. We're open to have anywhere from 150 to 200 people, so we're going to need a bigger venue than what we normally have, and this is February the 14th, so yes, I know it's Valentine's Day, but it's also the middle of the week. If you love your wife or your girlfriend or you're a lady and you love your husband or boyfriend... Take them out over the weekend. On Valentine's Day, you can show your love for Texas. Show up and hear Daniel Miller talk about the Texas Constitution and why we can get our independence. Okay, and then the following month, March the 3rd, we have none other than my favorite constitutional expert, Chris Ann Hall. She is going to be in town for that weekend, and we have got her to come in on March the 3rd, which is a Thursday evening. Not our normal night, not our normal week, but when Chris Hanall is available, you make time. You make room, and you get her. So again, we don't have our uh, venue determined just yet. We're kind of waiting to gauge the response, and uh, we're going to do that. We're going to bring it, and I've got to tell you, I'm going to be right up front, uh, for Daniel Miller and Chris Ann Hall, we are looking for $10 for the tickets. Count it a donation to the cause, to the cause of independence, to the cause of hmm, liberty and freedom across the state of Texas. And uh, they'll have their books, their literature, and they'll have tables present. Come by and see them. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I just, I need to repeat this often. Nothing changes if you don't leave the house and take action. I don't want anybody to be frivolous. I don't want anybody to not put any thought or to be careless in their actions. And the way you prevent that is by having a good education and a good understanding of the issues and the events at play. And through, in part, my efforts, others were involved. I'm not looking to take all the credit. We have brought in two subject matter experts in the next uh, three months. On top of the fact that we've got Rafael Cruz, who is a dynamic speaker in his own, I would encourage you, go to the uh, Facebook page for Collin County Patriots, sign up, get our updates. There is an email list there. Get on that email list. You'll get updates on who's coming and when they're going to be. We are on the cusp of doing something unique in our state of Texas. And it only takes a dedicated action by a cohesive group of people to get the change that we need. We can't fix Austin. I mean, we can, we can work at it. We can try. We can push back. We can make marginal improvements. We can defend ourselves we can mitigate but at the end of the day austin's going to be austin we have almost zero defense against dc particularly when austin is in league with them which is all the more reason that we fight to push back in austin because you can't beat dc but if we take austin we hold austin we can use austin to push back on dc and if worst comes to worst. We can just inform D.C. that we're going to go our own way. I mean, nobody wants that. It's it's not anybody's first choice. We wish we still lived in the federal republic. We wish that we still had independent states' rights. We wish that our federal government would, oh, I don't know, respect the Ninth and 10th amendments and stay in their own lane, but they don't. And we barely have an effective state government willing to stand up and push back on it. But I got to tell you, in the next three months, we're going to have three guests come in the area. And they're going to tell us some different things we can do to push back at this. They're going to tell us how we can be more effective and how we can take action. Now, as you may know, at the same time, the Texas legislature is going to be sitting down to session. And they're going to be in session until April. And this entire time, I'm going to be reminding you that you should be reaching out to them and talking to them. And if they're good people, if they truly want to do what's best for Texas, they're going to listen. They're going to be interested in what you have to say. They're going to do their level best to increase liberty and push back the tyranny. But if they don't, we're going to see it. We're going to know it. There are multiple bus rides going down there. As a matter of fact, the uh, Collin County Republican Party has a bus set aside to go down on the 12th if you haven't signed up for that you still have an opportunity i know brandon borden over at the north texas conservatives has his bus filled i know there's a bus going out of tyler that's filled there are still some slots left and if we've got enough interest it is my understanding that the uh county, county gop is considering sending another bus on the 24th down to austin Hey, for fifty or sixty bucks, you don't have to drive. You don't have to deal with the traffic. They'll even stop and let you get something to eat. I mean, how much more could you ask for for such a reasonable price? Check it out. Look these people up. Communicate with them. Hey, and if you can't take the bus, if you if you can't set aside the day, and I get it, I respect that. I I have a regular full time job, and they expect me to be at work for a full day. <sighs> And I just have a challenge given on vacation time to go talk to people that, quite frankly, don't listen to anything I have to say most of the time. But there is one other option. You can look up Colin Strong, reach out to Brian Newman. They do weekly Zoom chats with our state representatives for Collin County. And they allow a limited number of people to join them and listen. And you get to hear what things are going on and the feedback we're getting from our state reps and our state senator. It's worth your time. You should check it out. There are a lot of options and a lot of things that can and should be done, but there are people working on it. It requires effort, consistent effort and cohesive planning to get these things done. And at the end of the Texas session, assuming they don't have any other special sessions up their sleeves, we'll get to grade and look at What did the Texas legislature do this time around? How did they expand liberty? How did they push back tyranny? And then we can determine whether or not we were happy with the representation we got. Well, friends, that is it. This was a Friday episode on January the 6th. And like I said, don't forget the political prisoners in D.C. Keep your eyes on the prize. And remember, we got Rafael Cruz coming to town on January the 10th. Daniel Miller on February the 14th, and Chris Ann Hall on March the 3rd. Looking forward to seeing you on the other side. And don't forget my ad that I'm running for my friend following up right after that. If you could use the services they provide, I suggest you reach out to him and he'd be a great help to you. Thank you and good night.
1: Cancelled by the Big Tech Mafia but inadvertently profiting from owning their stocks in a mutual fund or ETF? At Two Pillars, they believe that censorship is a form of violence and a business practice that does not promote human flourishing. In many cases, through their investigative screening process, they can help you divest from companies that are denying your God-given inalienable right to speak freely. Hey, Patriots, Two Pillars believes it's time for conservatives to align their values and investments. Two Pillars is your place for impact investing in the parallel economy. Find out what's in your investment portfolio with a complimentary portfolio review. Contact them today to learn more. Call toll free at 833-377-0051 or send an email to info at twopillarsam.com. That's info at AM.com. Get started today. Advisory of Services are offered through Jacob and Boaz Asset Management, LLC. Doing business has two pillars, asset management, or two pillars. A registered investment advisor in the states of Texas and California. Two Pillars is not endorsed by any government agency and is not engaged in the practice of law or tax advice.